Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Constructing the Clubhouse, the world's number one comedy podcast about starting a comedy club during a pandemic in Barcelona. I am your host, Dr. Matthew John Murtham. Joining me, as always, the incomparable co-host with the most, Mr. John Ellis. What's up, everybody? Johnny Boy, we have had quite a busy week, and we've got another busy week coming up. Hell yeah, lots of exciting stuff happening. Woof. Wrestling on the weekend. We had some professional ass wrestling on the bomb shelter Friday in an ultra sold out packed show. Super packed. I had stressful. To, um, stressful. Stressfully packed. Yeah. Hey, I didn't tell you to eat anything this time though. So that's that good, was, right? That was good. Yeah. I was very, very stressed though. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not the best uh, when it comes to stress. And it's, and you put it onto other people as well. And it's, just not the best way to start a comedy show, but freaking out about seats. We've revised procedures, and I'm really hoping that that's going to help me stay calm and stay and carry happy on happy and keep going and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's like people rush the room, uh, which, yeah. which happens all the time, which is like I guess a good thing, but also. Like, then Highly we just annoying. have people lining up on the stairs, and we have to run up and down the stairs, so them rushing the room makes the whole show start later. Um, and... And it's just stressful. It's just stressful. And then I'm, like, snapping at people, and, um... Uh, uh, I'm like, you know, uh... Annie came through, Graciela came through, and then Annie came through, and I'm sort of at the door going, like, well, do you have a ticket? And just wasn't very nice to her in particular, and... I'm just like, and then I'm checking people behind her's tickets, but like holding up the queue because I'm having this little stupid spat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, unnecessary. Um, so, but like, this is, this is almost a new problem for us because what's going on is we hadn't been like super at capacity much. Right. And so usually, okay. You let a couple people from the first show sneak in, at least I do. Uh, but we really couldn't do that this time, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and w- unfortunately, it was still on all of our descriptions for everything and stuff like that. So, yeah. so we've now had to go and revise that. Um, but I think it's for the best. I think it means we're successful. And we can, we will now have Kyra, Kara every single Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how we're changing the ticket system. Because, you know... It, when you're constructing a clubhouse, it's fun to see problems pop up and then the solutions to them. So here we are in the unique situation where people that didn't have a ticket to bomb shelter were trying to sneak in. Some of those people being our friends, you know, like longtime friends of the program and uh, who deserved to go see the amazing show that we produced. Totally. And that's like a culture that we've encouraged in the past and, and has been fine. Uh, but it's like... If you are getting in for free, it's, it's it feels like. First of all, Graciela did want to pay for her, her, her and her friends. So, yeah. so in fairness to her, I don't think she did in the end. I think there was some miscommunication with Kara, but I think the intention was that she would. I think that she did. Her and her three friends should have bought tickets at a discount. I put them on the list, and yeah, I think according to Harvey, there was a Kara didn't quite understand that, and they because I later I saw that they were on the um the invite list. Yeah. I don't know. It, do, it doesn't matter too much. Um, but that's like a sort of a culture that we've... They did get in at the end. They did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know uh, a, few, a fair number of comics did not get in. I think specifically Jacob, but then there was there's other people upstairs. 
trying to remember who all. Yeah, but I mean, comics shouldn't expect to get into a show that's sold yeah. out for free at all. It's like if you want to see the show, if you want to guarantee that you will see the show, then yeah, you should you should buy, buy a, a ticket, ticket. In my opinion, no, I don't think anybody was uh, upset with us because they didn't get in. It's just. It, um... It's a new problem. But so what's this ticketing system that we're switching to? How are we fixing the problem, Johnny boy? Yeah, we have the problem fixed, I think. Uh, we tried it on Saturday night. Basically, Kara's got to be here for prior to the shows um, to check everyone's tickets at the door and give them a mark on their hands. The marks are going to be different colored pens and different colored patterns and all sorts of stuff. So no one can cheat the system. Don't even try. And uh, anyone, like I, I really honestly don't mind if we give away you know if, the, if we want to give away 10 tickets or whatever it is i just want accountability i want accounting i want to count the people i want Kara to have a track that there's like oh we have 70 people already uh we have to put those people in before we even yeah. think about other people so everything's going to happen at the door uh if someone's an invitee or a plus one or whatever it is uh then Kara has to be told, has to have their name written down, has to mark their hand and cross them off the list as they come in uh, and keep a total count of the total amount of people. Yeah. And then at the top of the stairs, it's, it will be very easy for us to just check the backs of people's hands and make sure that they're, they're accounted for. Yeah. Um, so hopefully a smoother, a smoother ship, a, sm a smoother sailing here at the Comedy Clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> we can pray. Uh, it'll be better at least there'll still be there'll probably be some things we learn about it and i don't know maybe down the track we need to get proper stamps or we need to get like a ticket printer or i don't know maybe it'd be cool to have a ticket printer yeah um, i really like checking everybody at the door but that's it's not uh viable if, be, between between shows you know at yeah. the front door so like once you're in the clubhouse like, go go be merry but we can't can't really yeah, run like that. We for sure can't do it like that. Like, not when you have like sold that. out shows. Yeah, few mm. showed out, a few sold out shows this weekend. Bomb shelter, almost spotlight. I didn't count it as a as a sellout in the yeah. end, but it was you know sixty Very people full. or whatever. Uh, and then I pronounced his name wrong when I did the announcement for the show, but let's just give it a go, Andre de Fritash, or something sure. like that. Fritash. Uh, who apparently did very, very well. So congratulations to him. He crushed it on his bomb shelter set. There was, uh, it was second half of bomb shelter, so you know we just had the wrestling. We'd pack everybody else back in. Carly Bruni comes on. I think it's Bruni. Uh, from Amsterdam and just delivers the harshest fucking set ever. It was amazing. It was, like, rough. It was just, like, abortion, abortion, kicking a baby. I don't, you know, okay. really rough jokes but like you know did really well but the audience was just like what <laughs> uh i got um I, after she got off stage i got on to put on the next comedian and i was like you thought the wrestling was going to be the most violent part <laughs> um but she did well and then we had grant gallagher and he did even better you know and then fucking andre jumped on at the the penultimate spot and just really delivered fire this week i don't know yeah. what was up that's cool Maybe it's because he had his girlfriend in town. He was showing off or something. And then, um, yeah, Kyla closed and did a great job. That's awesome. Yeah. Really stoked for the the improv jam was completely packed last week. The improv jam on Yeah, on, on Wednesdays. On Wednesday. Oh, the Wednesday. Um, watch the space. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and they've actually got some good promo this week as well. They've got like an improvised rapper or something like that. Yeah, a little rap group or duo, I forget. Yeah. And I think John Spallon is supposed to drop in. He is. Uh, he's at least doing Tab. He's, he's on yeah, the tomorrow night. for Tab and everything. Great. So that is cool. Cool, cool, cool. I think Bomb Shatter on Friday, we just confused the audience a lot in general. Yeah. Um, what did yeah, you totally. think of the wrestling? Wow, it was intense. Mm-hmm. It was super intense. Um, I mean, I think I said it before, but my fears going in were A, somebody would get like thrown into the crowd and, and hurt, or B, there would be an overly sensitive person in the audience who cannot abide violence. And yeah. Like, and, like, you know, there's a fear that it gets a little too macho, a bunch of, like, half-naked men fighting in the middle of a room. Um, yeah, there was that. There was probably a lot of people that were like, oh, that's a little a little violent, a little intense. It was a different level of intensity than yeah. some people were expecting. Oh, for sure. But I'm very glad that we did our best to uh, let people know that that was going to happen. I'm Like, we were considering just surprising the audience with it and not mentioning that yeah. there was going to be wrestling or anything like that. In the end, we decided to put it in all of the promo. I 100% wanted it to be a surprise. I thought maybe, I guess, they took it a bit more seriously than I had expected or thought. You know, like, I kind of thought there'd be more jokes in there. Oh, um, like, like Andy did. All, all of it. Yeah. I tried to land a couple of jokes, and uh, but, like, no, it was just a pretty all-out fucking professional wrestling match. Totally. And my favorite moment, though, is the first slap uh, Andy hit Pedrolo with. So Pedrolo is the guest uh, wrestler. Andy Perez, by way of Chicago, St. Louis, here in Barcelona, came on stage to do a set. And he came on stage as a heel. He was like, oh, I'm so great, blah, blah, blah. And then he started, he talks shit to me. And then I invite Pedrolo, the professional wrestler. Pedrolo comes out. And then Andy says, he's not going to do anything. Just watch. And then actually fucking hits the guy loud. Big time. And the whole audience just goes, <gasps> Yeah. It was a, such a moment. Yeah, such it was a moment. Really awesome. Uh, I, I missed my cue a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that. No. Um, I was supposed to, when you started introducing Andy badly, I was supposed to leap on stage and, and yeah. be like, no, shut up, Matt. Let me introduce him type thing. And because yeah. I hadn't seen the first interactions, I didn't know where we were at with the show because I was mm. busy fending off disappointed audience members yeah. that weren't able to get into the show uh, despite having bought tickets. I threw womp, some womp, money womp. at someone. They were like, they arrived at like 10.30 and they were showing me their tickets and they're like, well, I bought tickets. So I, like, I can't see the show. I was like, you can stand outside if you want or I'll give you a refund. And they were like, I want a refund. And I just like took 20 euros out of the till and like, <laughs> didn't throw it at them, but just like gave it to them as quickly yeah. as I could. I was like, get out of here. Like you're missing out big time tonight. Yeah. Um, and they did. I'm really. So don't, don't be late. Don't be late. Don't be late. And we've now put that in the descriptions for, for, for Bomb Shelter and stuff like that as well. Um, I'm really excited for the video of this, of the wrestling. Have I passed you? Andy made one. He pa- he passed me the trailer that he made. Okay, I yeah. Battle of about. Bomb Shelter. Yeah. Um, so I've seen that and it's dope. The whole yeah. thing is going to be about 12 minutes long, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, and it'll go up on YouTube and it will be... Almost guaranteed the best thing that we've made, um, yeah. I, I would say, which is cool. Let's make Clubhouse Crew comedians reacting to bad and good comedy. Let's make good content that people like and want to watch. 
oh, we don't need to make good content. The rough stuff is what's popular. Oh, yeah. So we had a meeting with a... a TikTok professional. Yeah, he's got like a million followers on TikTok. And, and nice guy. He came around yesterday to um, give us some advice. But a very, very much a straight talker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he came out guns blazing. I had I was not expecting it, and he's just yeah. like, "You need to do. You've got too many people working here. You need to do this and this and this kind of video. And what you know, what is this?" And da, da, da. Yeah, good stuff to hear. And I and I was my inclination was that we are a bit chaotic in terms of what we're we're posting. There's no cohesion, and that's something we've been been working towards. Yeah, there are a lot of moving parts. That's that's a fact. Um. It's always so hard for me not to get defensive in those conversations. Yeah. You know? I gave him a list of the things that we we wanted to do. I was like, like, what should we prioritize? Because we want more people to listen to our podcast. We want to sell tickets to, to, you know, five house shows a week. We want a thousand followers on YouTube. I gave him a list of things. And then he was just like, all of those things are wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, man, okay. All right. Uh, But he stuck around for Andy's show later on. um, And he liked it. He really liked the vibe. And he did eventually say to me that he thinks we're going to be successful. Yay! Because we have the passion necessary. Um, Well, that's good. And we're new. We're just new. We just don't know what we're doing. We didn't know how to run a bar a a year ago, you know? And now we can make a gin and tonic. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a bartender. It's amazing. I, I always forget... Because we talk to a lot of marketers now, marketeers, and they are always so confident that they're, they know the, the way. Totally. And every, I get taken in every fucking time. Like that guy, I totally, absolutely would have hired him on the spot if I had. Yeah, the, you, the tr- you tried to. I'm sitting there going, Matt, we don't have any money. I <laughs> Shut know. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, mixed messages though as well, because you, you talk to other people and, and the message is very much like less videos, but as high quality as you can possibly produce. Yeah. Like make sure that you're just purely focusing on the next video that you do. And he was like, for TikTok, I guess he's more of a TikTok expert, but he was like, look, they like the rough stuff on, on TikTok. Yeah. Just just show them jokes, record it with your phone. It's fine. Show them jokes failing. Yeah. Is one of his pieces of, uh, of advice. Which we do. We have lots of that. That's what our casual laughs videos are. Yeah. But then feedback on that was like, mm, you should probably have good jokes in there from our other marketing meeting we yeah. had this week. So we just have to decide what we want to do and then see of the things that we want to do, what the things are that get results and then do those hone in on uh, that Venn diagram, right? Like where that crossover is, yeah. uh, is our sweet spot basically. Um, I had a bit of a rough Saturday. I got to go home pretty early, which was nice. Really? Yeah, I stayed around for the start of Andre's sold-out show, and then I left after that. Uh, and I, from what I gather, it was fine at that stage. The second show that he did wouldn't have, wouldn't have been too busy. Yeah. I had a heckler for the show up go up. Oh, no. Which, like, I kind of dealt with fine. I got up on stage, and I was like, hey, everybody, what's up? <laughs> and this guy booed. Uh, and Wait, was it me? No, no, it could, could have been you. It was, it was some guy that I, that I had never met before, but was like a friend of somebody, I guess. And I just like was so confused as to how that energy is the kind of energy that someone would want to bring to a, a comedy show. Yeah. It feels like some people, when they see a comedy show, they see it as like a duel. Uh, like the comedian versus the audience, and me as the audience, I'm supposed to like just try and put the comedian off, whereas 
and maybe back in the day when we were doing craft and stuff like that, that was my feeling uh, about comedy. But now I, I see it way more as like the audience and the comedian are very much on the same side most of the time. Like, <laughs> they certainly should be. Yeah. Everyone wants the comedian to tell good jokes because the audience has a good time. The comedian feels good about themselves and that's fine. So I kind of just synergy uh, sort of narrowed down who the person was because the lights were in my face and all of that and, and addressed it and dealt with it and kind of moved on. It wasn't so bad after that, um, but still like. He was like pretending to fall asleep during some people's sets, and and who, who was this guy? Uh, I don't know. He better be a professional fucking comedian. I don't know. But then that afterwards, judgmental on a goddamn open mic at like seven o'clock on a Saturday. Yes. Who who is this yeah. guy? I demand the best comedy because I paid nothing to be here. Yeah, I don't even ask for donations for that show, you know. Um, and then afterwards, I came upstairs and I and I forgot to say like no drinks outside and that kind of thing yeah. um, so that's on me but these guys obviously had drinks outside uh so i had to go up to them and say like hey look so you know you have to leave your drinks inside and i wasn't really going to bring anything up but then they wanted to hug me and tell me how funny i was <laughs> and i don't like hugging any like even like my friends you know so yeah. certainly not just a random stranger that I've, I've actively not been enjoying the company of for the last hour um so, yeah, I told him that I just didn't feel like it brought the best vibes to... Uh... Take your hugs elsewhere, motherfuckers. Well, to start a show by booing, I was just sort of trying to convey that it was confusing to me that someone would want to do that. Um, but he was very, very adamant that uh, he had brought the best vibes, <laughs> that his intention was absolutely to encourage uh, the comedians as much as he could, and that... Sure, sure, he was heckling, but he never booed, which is, like, I'm sure he did. I asked, hey, his, I asked yeah. his friend who booed, and his friend pointed him out. So it's <laughs> like, feel like you probably did. Uh, but yeah, he, I guess, genuinely thought that he had brought the best vibes. Uh, and was like, his friend was like, yeah, like, sure, he was heckling, but, like, you should be able to deal with that, you know? It's this idea that you get from hecklers sometimes, that they're the ones that are training you. That yeah. They're, like... They're the sense I'm of comedy, you. Uh, teaching you how to do it better by putting you through this like trial by fire. Um, and I did deal with it at, in the moment. I did deal with it on stage. The show was like a good show, but I they also... hugged you and loved you. Yeah, right, exactly. But it's because they heckled. All right, that all happened. It was a good show because of them. You're you're welcome, yeah, John. Right, exactly. So. I don't know what the correct response is. I was a little annoyed that I was annoyed. <laughs> like, I was annoyed that I sort of snapped or whatever. But at the same time, it just wouldn't have felt right to, to I don't know, hug them back and be like, oh, thanks for coming to the show or whatever. Yeah. So, but that's why we're a good team. Because I would have stepped in there and hugged them for you. Yeah. Yeah, you would have. Um, we had hecklers last Monday. They were wasted some... From a, a pile of like four people from Majorca, and they were just chatty. They really pissed Hannah off during the funky chunky mic, and I should have probably been hard on them about it. But I was I was pretty gentle, and the one girl was like, "But we were trying to da da da," and I yeah. The point is is I was not mean enough as the bartender that night. I ended up like being making friends with them, and yeah, they were they accounted for about a third of our drink sales that particular evening but 
Yeah, that's, apologies that's to Hannah hey, who had a fucking those, fight with him. Heck, let's pay the bills. What I what I should have said, um, trying to be more sort of non-judgmental and stuff like that. So I think I could have fully and completely accepted that he was trying to be positive. Maybe that's exactly what was happening. I, certainly, I don't know that that yeah. wasn't what was happening. But what I could have completely, honestly, and truthfully said is that whatever his intention was, <laughs> the way that it arrived on my end was not that at yeah. all. It wasn't encouraging. It wasn't good vibes. It wasn't trying to make the show better. I didn't feel like it was trying to make me better as a comedian. Um, yeah, just weird. Uh, Scottish, I think. Nah, the worst. <laughs> the absolute no. Uh, we love all of our friends from Scotland. Yep, we absolutely do. And we love people that pay the bills. Uh, so thank you very much. If you do want to heckle, come out to Absolute Chaos every Friday night at midnight. It's the number one heckle show. You can say whatever you want, whenever you want. Don't even wait for them to get on stage. Start talking shit. Yeah, second you sit down. That's what I should have said to them. But it was also show up gops. It's like if you if you want to be talking, grab, get on stage. Grab the mic. You yeah. know, it's, that's uh, that's your decision. Basically. So anyway, I spent Friday and Saturday basically just being stressed and, and just trying to get through it. I've been doing a lot of yeah. that recently. Uh, yeah, how's it how's it feel for you? So I've been like very stressed, and I don't think it's quite justified, but in my head it's justified. So like last week I hosted four four shows, two of them sold out, the other two were fine. Yeah, but for some reason it it is like registering in my body as like a big effort, you know? And then, so then I spend the whole weekend smoking and being like, Oh, I did, I, I did my piece. I've done enough, you know? Yeah. And then, but like, uh, I'm really kind of being a piece of shit. Yeah. It sucks that, that the more successful shows are the shows that we should be enjoying and, and reflecting on and being like, this is sick. I'm doing a good job. Are the ones that end up being, uh, basically the most stressful, right? A little bit. Yeah. Um, and the getting the spotlight off the ground was pretty is is was pretty stressful. I mean, it it seems knock on wood. We'll see because you know shows are always do best on their first show and then they kind of tail off. But yeah, we'll see how this week goes. We should have some new uh, marketing materials for it next week. Hey, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, my marketing materials only sold the show out twice. Um, this is a de debate. Is it a debate? It's not a debate. We all agree that my my graphic designs suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just a. However, they are effective. It's just a possessive thing, right? Yeah, and if you're curious, folks, we have John Spallan of Irish fame uh, spotlighting this Saturday night, and Donica Tiernan. Donica's coming back. Who's hosting? Me. I'm hosting. You're hosting. So yeah. it's you, Hannah, John. Um, I don't know who the other. Maybe it's Marnie. To be honest. Huh. Me, well, Marnie, Donica, my... and. John, I think that's what it is. Oh, nice. Should be a great show. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm a bit rusty as a host, but I'm sure it'll be fine. You don't have to do much as a host. You just have to no, bring, not at all. bring good vibes, tell one or two jokes, nothing too racy or racist. Yeah. Uh, and then should be all good. It will be fantastic. So yeah, be sure to get your ticket for that. Should we, can I, should we broach the, uh, I don't know. It was a little little pissy Friday night because a lot of my lineup was on basement. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about that. Um, 
Which is too bad. A little, it's a little too bad that I'm pissy about it because Louise is actually like super chill. He does not give two fucks. He doesn't advertise what comedians are out there. He doesn't. Uh, yeah, I think he's it's... just doing his thing. He didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, I think it's fine for a comedian to want to do all the shows that they can. I think that's completely normal. Uh, I think it's also natural for a showrunner to want their show to be different from the other shows that are happening that exact same night. I mean, yeah. we were a little frustrated, and we didn't really talk to Luis about this, so, so no blame on him, but uh, I was a little annoyed that the Andre de Freitas show yep. was a host, an opener, and then a headliner doing 45 minutes, yep. which is exactly the same structure as our Spotlight show, uh, which we're investing a heck of a lot of money into, yeah. trying to get off the ground, and then he ran that on the exact same night that we were doing our Spotlight show, and you know, sold it out like crazy and then added another show to the yeah. end uh, at the clubhouse. And I, I feel like there's a good chance that, that uh, some of that took away from uh, the spotlight. The spotlight in the end sold okay anyway, but that's... 60 seats. Okay. It was okay. There's like a, there's like a possessiveness that comes to it, comes, comes into play territory. when it comes to this, yeah. which, which I think is, is totally natural. Um, I also think it's really between us and Luis rather than comedians, right? I, oh, it I, should be for sure. And I think Luis would be totally open to it. If we said to him, you know, look, uh, we're, we've flown John Spillane out for the Spotlight show this Saturday. Um, we don't want you to advertise that he's on your show. I don't think we would ever even go that far. It's just like, you know, have some, be a little sensible about it. And to Louise's credit, he hardly ever advertises who his comedians are. So I, I, you know, after Friday, I did, I messaged him over the weekend. I had some other stuff to talk to him about. But then I was like, hey, I was, you know, I was a little bit chuffed. Uh, just because I hate it when it's the exact same lineup on both, in both places. Mm -hmm. And then again, the Andre DeFridis thing. So I just, I was like, uh, can we, let's try to watch out for this somehow. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, man. Sorry, I don't look at your lineup. I don't care. Like, yeah, I yeah just, exactly. I take who comes and da-da-da. Yeah, he's just looking at who's in town, but this was also my reservation about doing the spotlight in the first place because we're bringing the people into town. Yeah. Um, but In theory. But I think it's fine. I mean, I think we just... I think the, the competition makes us better in the end and our shows are, are, are great. And yeah. Well, and like the weekend show, there's room for everybody. Mm -hmm. It... It, this is one of those weird things where it's like interpersonal things and feelings, right? And they don't actually, uh, it, they, they might not represent the, the scenario or what's really going on. So like, you know, I feel, I feel like my show is encroached and like less special when people don't, uh, when people double up or, um, and I'm worried for the spotlight that it won't stand out as a spotlight mm -hmm. if, you know, somebody's running the exact same format right after it. Uh, hi, Louise. <laughs> he doesn't listen. No, I know. But as the weekend shows, we sold out everything. Or mm -hmm. We filled the room, right? Yeah. So these little feelings that I have of worry and stress and wanting to remain unique and special are kind of unfounded. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. 
Everything's can, still sold. You can feel stuff as well, and also in the moment recognize that the feeling isn't valid enough to actually express it out loud, right? You can. Oh, that's that's a that that hints at something else, Johnny <laughs> that, Boy. That's a, a different thing. I, I got into a fight with my therapist this morning about this. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Matt, you're allowed to feel these things." I'm like, "No, I'm not." Every time I try to tell people my feelings, I, they get upset at me. Yeah, so, I mean that's my that's my new joke is is that men should express their feelings, but they should check in with the women around them first to make sure what the feeling, what the right feelings yeah, are to have. Yeah, yeah, and then express those ones because uh, you want to express your feelings, but you still want people to like you. <sighs> need to have them like me. Uh, <laughs> Absolute desperate need. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a thing on Sunday. Oh yeah, you did. I <laughs> um. I don't know if this is, you said it was healthy. Uh, Marcus was like, oh, probably you don't want to do that. Uh, in the end, I think it was, was healthy for me. Uh, I'll tell you, it was healthy for me. That's good. I fucking loved it. I'm really pleased. Yeah, good responses all around. But basically, I was, you know, stuck in this this thing of trying to, uh, trying to get through it, not trying to take a moment to just really, really appreciate that we're doing one of the most amazing things that we'll ever do uh, in our lives, probably. And we should just pause more and appreciate it more. You fucking hippie. I'm a real hippie. I've turned into even more of a hippie this week. Oh, it's so frustrating. You're so healthy and, like... <laughs> yeah, it's good. So I... Um... On Sunday, I went and drank a very, very special of a special cup of, of of class A tea, and lay in the dark by myself and did a uh, gratefulness meditation, uh, which was really good. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really freeing for me. It was very nice. Um, and yeah, I ended up messaging a few people. I messaged Matt and and a few other people to tell them. Well, I, there were three categories. I, I wanted to tell people that I loved that I loved them. Tell people that I was really grateful towards that I was grateful towards them and tell people that I'd had interactions with that I deeply regretted um, that I was sorry about it, uh, which is nice. And I, before anyone gets upset, I didn't message anyone, everyone that fits into all of those categories. Yep. Um, but the people I did message, yeah, responded very, very well. I was, I was very happy. Yeah. Uh, with with basically how it went, not 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 a single person called me a homo. Uh, isn't that amazing? It is. It's twenty twenty three. Yeah, it really is. We've arrived. We have arrived. Um. So, anyway, that was a nice uh experience for me, and I was thinking to do it in like a selfless, non self serving way, but in the end, it was pretty felt good. Felt good. Good. Got some stuff. On you know, my there's, chest. there's, there's win-win situations yeah. where you can do a good thing and still be allowed to feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, for the listeners, I want to explain what happened on my end because I think it's kind of funny. So Sunday, I was in a fight with one of my friends about some stupid bullshit, but like very emotionally upset about it. And then uh, Sunday night, I see a, a voice message from John, and then another one. And then a message that says, I'll, I'll keep sending stuff as I think of it. And then another voicemail. I'm like, oh, crap. He's working again. He's like, you know, he, it's fucking Sunday night at like nine o'clock or something. This kid is like hustling, it's getting shit done, yeah. having ideas, not making lists. I'm like, I can't deal with this right now. I'm going to just put it off. And so I, I continue my evening feeling sorry for myself. And 
And the, lately, again, with it's been weird. As the, my shows get more successful, I feel like the comedians like me less. Like I feel like I don't have a lot of friends right now. So I'm I'm expecting the worst when I open these messages. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's Monday morning now. I think at like noon or whenever it is, I wake up, and the first one is like, "Hey, Matt, I." Look, I just want to say I love you, man. You know, I'm just I'm here and I'm thinking about and we're doing really good work and it's just so I was absolutely floored. Did not expect it whatsoever. And to hear like a a note of like true appreciation and uh there's an S word, not sympathy or something, but it's it's great. It's absolutely great. Yeah. Best feeling I've had in a long time. It can be quite a um isolating experience this whole thing. Oof. I think so. I think we might have somebody at our door. Okay. Um, tell everyone about the Tour de France. Ah, if you don't know about the Tour de France, it's an annual bike race that covers the south of France. Uh, it is famed for being incredibly grueling and difficult. Stay, it's a, basically a two-week bike race. Every day they race like 100 kilometers at full tilt. We're going action. to France. Oh! You and me going to Oh, France. shit. Yeah. So, our boy Johan in Nantes has opened a comedy club out there and he invited John and I to headline a show. Called Micro Comedy Club. He, um, um this is a funny story, but he, he apparently slammed some other comedy club in, in France uh, for, I don't know, just said they were a shit club or something like that. And then someone from the other club filmed a video of themselves um, getting on a train and, and going, it's like two or three hours away from, from this city, and they get to the Micro Comedy Club and they have a sticker that's it's something like uh, Micro is, is named after the size of their penises or something, <laughs> and he goes and he slaps it on the door of Micro Comedy Club. So I think we should start some beef. Hey, I'm great at that. I'd be more than happy to start some beef. Who do you want to beef with? I think probably Algolfo would be be the uh that's smart the best beef to start i was thinking the wall in berlin oh well we already have a pretty strong rivalry with with berlin yeah uh, and uh, we know the guys at the wall now so oh we do yeah i think so cool though as i say that i can't remember it's steve i'm pretty sure it's steve at the wall what's up steve you dork you oh. micro comedy club piece of crap the wall, because that's what you hit when you're trying to make jokes that make people laugh. Oh, hey, this sounds like a roast, John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, This well, this podcast is, is uh, going to be almost the opposite of the, this next podcast that we record today, yeah. straight after this. Because me and Matt are roasting each other. Yay, because you... I'm not stressed enough this week. Yeah, how... <laughs> what's stressing you about it? Uh, I don't have great relations with two of the three judges. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm one of those people that everybody feels comfortable poking fun of and like rooting against, I think. Um, yeah, sure. And then the last time I did a roast was absolutely the most painful bomb of my life. Was that against me again? Again against you. Yep. Yep. But you bombed that. I absolutely bombed that. You, like you... I did not intentionally bomb that. I thought that was going to go in the exact opposite direction. Well, you took a big swing, right? And, yeah. it, and it missed in that case. In a, so yep. Matt dressed up as like some kind of character. You were like the love doctor or something like that, the, right? Yeah, the idea. So this roast was happening the day after Valentine's Day. So the concept was that I was going to come in allegedly still high on MDMA. 
and like so loving and peaceful. I would never be able to roast John. And then again, the idea was that like I would hide a bunch of insults and compliments, right? And so I, I pretended to be high and like walk around the stage and touch things and then try to like deliver these lines. Not one of them got through. Not yeah. a single fucking line. So last roast I won by default, basically. Like, oh my goodness. You just didn't hit and I had some like okay roasts that were apparently too long. Ugh. So that just I still and I'm gonna talk about it till the day I die. I remember turning to the audience at some point and this girl in the front of the row, front row, just looks at me and goes, Why? Like just why? And I was like, I'm sorry. Whoops. Oops, whoops, whoops. Oh. That's what it's about. It's about taking big risks. And and I'll say right now, feel free to take a big risk tomorrow nope. night. Nope. I'm going to come. I've got five jokes. Uh, I'm going to deliver them. I'm going to try to come back with whatever comeback I can think of it for whatever you bring and then uh, get the fuck out of there. Um, Have you written your jokes already? I've written probably 60 jokes. Wow. I mean, I... Not how many of them are about my hat? Uh, all of them, of course. Yeah, I was thinking I could really throw you out off and just show up without my hat that, yeah. one, that one time. <laughs> but you, you don't, guys. He always wears this hat. Um, I was. I, I've been actually thinking that I, I'll, I would love to avoid the hat at all costs. Cool. Um, I want to avoid the hat. I want to avoid. Uh, what else do we normally make fun? You know, it's really tough. It's a, it's a, well, the hard part is that I don't know if people realize it, but you've been working your ass off for the past month and a half or two. Since I stopped smoking weed. Yeah. When did you stop? On your birthday? Yeah. So I'm on the 11th of December. Yeah. So a month and a bit at the moment. Yeah. John Stone and John Sober are very different beasts. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I do the necessary when I'm stoned, but I do it reluctantly and, and unwillingly and, and... When you're not stoned, everything's so boring. Everything's yeah. boring when you're not stoned. So it's like, well, what am I going to do? I have to, like, work. I get, I can't... I used to watch Age of Empires 2 on YouTube nonstop, and that was, like, perfectly entertaining for me. Now I try and switch it on, and I'm like, this sucks. So you watch other people play the game. That's yeah. what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watch people stream it. God, YouTube is such a brain drain. Shout out watch... T90 once again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. big roast coming up tomorrow night. Uh, any other topics we want to hit? Be, uh, be sure to tune in because John and I are going to, we're, we're inviting James Regal and um, Tamar Katan onto the podcast to talk about how to write roast jokes and et cetera. Yeah. A um, couple more thoughts. We got a couple of bad reviews, which is frustrating. Three star reviews. Um, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I was thinking about this. What's the, what's the ratio? Because you, you do tend to fix fixate on the one bad review that we that comes in every so often we've got 4.7 stars out of five on average yeah but pretty good how many how many are we talking 115 reviews okay and three of those are three stars no there was a couple of like three one stars that came in when i was upset about this last time um and one of which was a mistake yeah well so i we don't need to get into that. Let's talk about these these recent three star reviews. Yeah, so so one's very unfair because it was for Andy's work in progress show, which is a work in progress show. Yeah. That's what it was labeled as. That's what we labeled it as. It was a free show, um, and 
and he said at the start, look, it's not tried and tested material, and someone went and sat down for the show and said, wow, that wasn't the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, which sucks, because it's it's like a fundamental misunderstanding of what a comedy club needs, yeah. is to have people trying stuff, to have open mics, to have people giving it a go. And the way we separate those things is we say it's a work in progress show. <laughs> it's free. We're not going to charge you money for it. Um, so it's frustrating when people just don't get it. Uh, and then the other one was for Gabby's Spanish show. Um, no me digas. It's frustrating that any bad show that happens here reflects on us. It doesn't reflect on the person that's running the show. Like, people have their own brand or whatever, but they're not getting bad reviews on their Instagram page. No. We're getting bad reviews for the clubhouse in general. Um, so, I don't know. Just something to be something to think about. Just another reason to maintain the absolutely high standard of quality that you find every day here at the Comedy Clubhouse. Canvas new number 10, Barcelona, España. Yeah. And I'm going to break dry January when we go to France. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think it's I think I want to. I'm going to be on holiday. I talked to Harvey about it. He's sort of my my north star when it yeah. comes to this kind of thing and he was like, "Yeah, of course you have to drink. You're going to be amongst the French." Uh, <laughs> Uh, he hates the French. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's my plan. That's that's everything. That's all the stuff that I wanted to say. Great. So we're so we're gone twenty sixth to the twenty ninth. Yeah. Yeah. We leave a Thursday show Friday. Fun on Saturday. Come back Sunday. Yeah, I think so. Excellent. Big shout out to all my fans in Nantes. I've got a, I've yeah. got a few. Yeah, should be very very cool. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, it's been a great episode. Be sure to stay tuned for more amazing stuff coming your way on how to build a comedy club this has been constructing the clubhouse i've been dr met i've been john ellis